Welcome back, everyone, to episode number 32 of Scratch Track. As always, I am Darren Lammers. I'm Kyle Dykema. And with us today is... Oh, oh, no guests! <laughs> Surprise! Surprise. <laughs> not really, because we would have uh, put their name in the title. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, if if you're surprised, uh, we got you, and uh, that's on you. <laughs> if being... you're surprised, we hear you. We see you. <laughs> we validate you. Uh, do you think that expression has worn its wear? Which one? The I see you, I hear you. It's almost like a bit now. Yeah, well, I also think it's become like shorthand for people to just say it when they don't mean it. Yes. You know? It's almost this like, I'm going to check my woke box by saying this. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. It's like, uh, I mean, yeah. Once, I guess maybe like once language like that becomes ubiquitous, it just loses all value. Yeah, that's fair. That's like slang. Like once yeah. parents start saying it or once uh, everyone <laughs> says it, it sort of loses its flavor. Yeah. Yeah. Although I meant it just now. I want to. <laughs> the difference between Kyle and everyone else is that he meant it. Yeah. And I'm the only one who means it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I always. My cue is always when slang or things like that are used in advertising. Yeah. Then I'm like. That's done. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I feel like brands have used the, like, we hear you or we see you type language in, like, tweets or something. Like, there was was one recently. I don't know if you followed this because sometimes these, like, little, like, blips of events happen in on on Twitter. And Mm -hmm. then they just kind of, like, sometimes you'll, like, come in, like, if you go into the app and something has already happened and everybody's talking about it and you're like what what happened and the original thing has already been like talked over so it's like now the conversation is about the conversation or something you know do you know what i yeah, mean yeah, yeah. and you have yeah. to play catch up and it's hard to do that sometimes but okay. there was something i believe it was burger king good old burger king good old burger did king on uh burger king on, is back apparently where did they go uh, <laughs> I think they, I think, I think they were irrelevant and now they are. Yeah. Yeah. They, they rebranded. They, they changed up their menu uh-huh. a little bit. I think they've tried to, you know, get back. They're one of those fast food places that were sort of like, Hey, sorry, we sucked for so long. Um, mm. <laughs> well, see, cause I always kind of, we can get back to the situation at hand. Okay. Moment, okay. But, but I, I just want to talk about Burger King <laughs> for a second. This is the beauty of our show is we could do this. Yeah, uh, I was. I always felt like, and maybe this was just a, a misperception on my part, but I always felt like Burger King was like the Pepsi to McDonald's Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. Is that a mm-hmm. is that a f- apt comparison, or is it is it a little less equal? Because I always felt like Coke and Pepsi. I don't know. Maybe Coke's probably a little more popular, but they they are at least on similar footing in yeah. competition. I I would say that tracks as far as brands as far as like like pepsi tastes good it i prefer coke <laughs> uh-huh. but also burger king for a while there didn't taste good it you don't was think way so. no it was way too mustardy mm. um, see but i like mustard <laughs> oh, maybe I, this is it maybe i just liked burger king so i put them on equal footing in my mind yeah i i don't know i 
I think that's I think that's a good comparison. But for me, I never went to Burger King. Hmm. Every time I had one of their burgers, I was like, it's too much mustard. I don't mm-hmm. like it. It just, mm-hmm. you know, when you just are chewing on something and you're just like, I am slowly becoming more and more disappointed. That was <laughs> most of my experiences yeah. at Burger King. Sure. So, okay. hey, but apparently, you know, people... People are saying that they're back, so I, I'll mm. give them another shot. All right. Well, I, I guess in my mind they never left, but. <laughs> uh, but okay. So the 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 drama that I was referring to earlier mm-hmm. uh, on, I believe it was International Women's Day, and all the brands were chiming in. <laughs> um, oh, I love this story. They were all popping out. Of, they were all popping out of the window like the opening of Beauty <laughs> and the Beast. <laughs> to say something nice about all of the international women in their lives there goes the burger Um, king he's woke like always (laughs) the same old mustard burgers to sell um i'm not gonna be oh man now i'm afraid i'm gonna butcher the exact phrasing that's okay um but burger king did a tweet that was supposed to be kind of like edgy and subversive but also you know uh, in in celebration of women and and i think it was a i think it was a uh a thread so a tweet and then a follow-up tweet and then maybe even more follow-up tweets but the first tweet or at least the first sentence was <laughs> a woman's place is in the kitchen oh no and that was where they began and then you know it was it was it was the turn was because women are like underrepresented in like culinary job positions or something. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. And this is them like trying to call attention to this. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, uh, based on my, uh, the way I began this story, mm-hmm. it didn't go well for them. Mm-hmm. And everybody, you know, right, rightly roasted them <laughs> uh, and lightly roasted them mm. on the grill. Mm. Um, yeah, so that, uh, that's what you made me think of. That is when, when, when like a brand tries to be woke in like a, yeah, an edgy way or just doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I don't, I don't know whose idea that was, but it was a bad one. And then, oh, well, and then this is what I was going to say to the follow up was then, then later they deleted it and then like apologized. And that was what I was thinking of when I was thinking of the we hear you yeah. and we see you. Because I think they may have oh, said no. that in an apology tweet. Or something like, we thought we were being, you know, clever, but we hear you and we're very sorry. <laughs> you know. I guess that's better than a brand yeah. being like, hey, everyone needs to lighten up. <laughs> yeah, what if they just doubled down on it? <laughs> yeah, what if they just yeah. uh, double cheeseburgered their way into more trouble? Yeah. Um, yeah. I I love that, though, is like, you know, they are trying to be clever and edgy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was someone's idea of like, hey, we start with one tweet and then we put a twist on it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because it was like, well, it's attention grabbing because everyone's like, what? Why yeah. would they say that on International Women's Day? <laughs> I um, think you're really just, you don't bury the good thing you're trying to go for. Mm-hmm. Twitter, you get one chance. I mean, I don't really look at many. Right. Right. I don't really look at many threads. I don't really look at many second or third mm-hmm, tweets. Mm-hmm. I just take the first tweet at face value. Mm-hmm. So that's on them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Poor Burger King. Eh. I, I do, you know, 
I don't know how deep we want to get into the weeds of like brands on Twitter. Oh, but it's a whole subject. Let's go. I mean, because there's all this debate about whether, like, who's actually running these accounts, basically. Yeah. Like, because for a while there was this assumption that it was like some intern, like some millennial or even Zoomer intern that yeah. was, you know, providing all of like the wokeness <laughs> and, yeah. and all of the snazzy like comebacks. Because, you know, who is the originator of that? It was like the Wendy's uh, Twitter account was yeah, really I, snappy. For I think a while. Wendy's Wendy's really came hard with the with the the woke twitter you know using using the language uh mm-hmm. that tw- that that is twitter and also um, just doing like slam slams on people or like some, yeah like going after like people a tweet, like dissing wendy's and they'd like reply like well your mom was here last night or something <laughs> 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 i don't know <laughs> they probably never did that but <laughs> <laughs> that's like the kind of thing that they would do <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. don't know why this is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom went to Wendy's last night. We saw uh, her here. It's like it's it's like they're <laughs> woke, but they're not great at comebacks. Like I I love yeah. that so much. Yeah. Oh no, I I I wonder yeah, I, I wondered if it was an intern because I mean I've worked at large enough companies where your Twitter account is kind of a thankless job. Like you mm-hmm. the person running right. it is I mean, I don't know if the tweets are necessarily crafted by this person, but the person running it is like not not a higher up per se. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I wonder if someone had you know if they started to do like kind of woke Twitter or like kind of got good at Twitter, mm-hmm. and then companies looked at that and were like, "We need to do the same thing." So they essentially just like Frankenstein a team together to like yeah. like write all these tweets. Actually, you know, I think the first people or the first company that did that were the moon pie company okay yeah do you remember this sort of they were they were some of the first to do it because i think they were like hey we're we're moon pie we're not really like a name <laughs> brand like hey we're moon pie How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> i think I, th- I think they were uh i think they were the ones that you know kind of kind of had this very like uh, kind of agnostic that's not the mm. right word kind of this like irreverence towards their brand that people really latched yeah, onto and yeah, were like yeah. this is great and then i think that's when the fast food companies and other companies were like wow look at all this attention they're getting how can we replicate that right, i'm sure right, right. i'm sure some other companies tried and failed and wendy's just somehow seemed to succeed um, yeah i think it was a little bit of the debate of how much power are they giving these supposed interns yeah. running these Twitter accounts? You know, it, that that was where the question came. Because I think after a while, people moved from the assumption that it was just like one, you know, bored millennial running a Twitter account for Taco Bell. Yeah. And, and sort of now the assumption is that these things are like pre-planned and, and written out far in advance yeah. by like a team of, of marketers who know exactly what they're doing. They're just, like, speaking the language of, of like, disaffected Twitter user. Hey, like, I I will 100% believe that that's happening, Mm -hmm. but there there was a... I believe there was a time when, like, there there was a board intern running Twitter and could could say whatever they wanted and not get in trouble. Definitely for a smaller company, too. Yeah, 
and and like I admire mo- that like a moon pie. <laughs> yeah, like like Mr. Moon Pie. Um, mm-hmm. but I think, yeah, I think that Twitter can kind of smell that. It's it's like blood in the water if it's fake. Oh, definitely. So, I, part yeah. of me is I think I think there was even like there was something. It wasn't even on Twitter. I think it was on Tumblr. You know, the blog site mm-hmm. Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Um, where. I'm, it might have even been Wendy's. Frickin' Wendy's, or man. Or Denny's, maybe. It's one of the yeah. E's. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We need three more they, E's. Uh, we got Wendy's. We got Denny's. Um, um, we got... we got Is, uh, is Bee Gees? Heart, Hardee's. 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 Yep. Um, yeah. That's enough. Bee Gees? No. <laughs> it's a, although if they started their own restaurant. I think maybe. I was thinking of like Bennigan's and the, I shortened it to Bee Gees. Mm. But. Yeah. Um... But the the joke was always like you knew a meme was dead on Tumblr if it if it got to like the Denny's yes or yes. something like the second and that became like a meme in and of itself yeah. of like Denny's is the one that will kill the <laughs> for us like once they get it then it's or over. Denny's that's so funny yeah 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 <laughs> and, and yeah I I I really despise that like woke language within a brand. And and it's it's that thing too and and you and I have certainly had other conversations outside of the podcast about this, but it's the moment that a brand sure. like yeah, they're trying to use woke language and maybe they maybe they're very sincere about what they're trying to say, but it's the fact that they're still trying to like sell you something that makes it just like yeah. partially insincere. Well, that's the thing, like it can never be fully sincere. No. Because of that. There's always an agenda. And you yeah. can't divorce that from what they are. Like it's literally impossible. So Yeah. It's yeah, even if even if there's like people within the company that do genuinely mean well, like yeah. at the end of the day their purpose is to sell you something. And so you can't really separate that from it. I want I want like I want like a Twitter war between like Red Lobster and Wendy's <laughs> or like <laughs> I mean, do we <laughs> let them fight kyle let them fight well okay this is the other thing is like sometimes they'll interact with each other yeah and that's all like gotta be pre-planned too because all of their responses must be pre-planned yeah i have to assume yeah i guess there has been times where like i don't know some some restaurant will have like a uh like a like a breakout of of you know, like a ba- bad, like b- batch of lettuce that got a bunch of people sick, and then like, mm. you know, their their Twitter account will like apologize, and then like their their rival company or their like their uh, a company that is a lot like them will tweet mm-hmm. like, "We don't have disease on our lettuce." Blah blah blah. Come to mm-hmm. our restaurant, and it's like, yeah, get out of yeah. here. I just. You're right. I, I I don't even like that stuff. <laughs> what a low bar. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have disease on our lettuce. <laughs> It's our new slogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever, like, tweeted at uh, a company for any reason? Oh. Like, even if it was just, like, uh, Great question. help me. Like, I need your help, customer <laughs> service. A- a- no. At uh, Delta Airlines I, or something. I've never, gone th- <laughs> I've never gone through the Twitter avenue to get customer service. Yeah. Um, I got to say, every time I see that on my timeline, I kind of cringe a little bit. I do, too. Like, don't do this here. <laughs> no, it like like publicly saying that to a company. It just mm-hmm. yeah, it it leaves a bad taste in many people's mouths. Yeah. And I know like maybe the reason you do it is a because you can't get their customer service because some places it's just impossible. You go in circles trying. Yeah, to get, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And some, but it also might be like. 
hey, if I put it on Twitter and it's public and enough, and I have enough of a following and enough people see it, this company uh-huh. can't refuse me. Yes, I don't know why that's such an ego trip, but yeah, well, um, it's, it's like it's like calling them out in the public square. Yeah, like, you're a bad company. Hear ye, me. hear ye, blockbuster, which, screwed which me I over. Actually, <laughs> blockbuster, blockbuster won't let me rent. Blockbuster has an rated movie because I'm 16. <laughs> blockbuster hasn't been blockbuster. responding to my tweets. What happened? Um, yeah, that I, that I can like sympathize with of just being like you want to call out like shitty behavior or shitty yeah. customer service or something. But like I think I think even then when I see it, I'm always just like it just makes you it makes you the tweeter look like a whiny baby. I agree. Like, even if your grievance is valid, yes. most of the time it's just like I don't know. It's yeah. it's usually about something that doesn't seem to require the amount of like emotion you're putting behind it yes even though to you as the person who's tweeting it it's probably very frustrating (laughs) i i see i see it no different as if you are in a store and someone is complaining to a manager and they are Mm -hmm. they are they're at a volume that is loud enough that more than just the people within their immediate vicinity can hear like yeah that's exactly like that that to me is like and that's just like childish behavior. That's that's bad, and, and no one likes it. And mm-hmm. basically, they're trying to like calm this person down and appease them just to like get them out of the store. That to me is right. no different. Yeah. Um, have I done that? Uh, no. And uh, <laughs> no, I I've tweeted at. Uh, I mean, for people who know me, like I'm 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 very environmentally conscious, uh, or, or try to be like try to be better than most people, uh, and having a dog uh you use uh poop bags every day mm. um so i had to find a brand that was you know a, a a type of dog bag that would decompose and like actually decompose not just mm-hmm. saying that um so i started using those and felt a lot better about it and like uh would even just put uh those bags in my compost and i have tweeted at petco like Hey, stop selling uh, plastic bags. They're really bad for the environment. <laughs> you know, and like, no response, no likes. I was no, say, they didn't. They didn't respond. No, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I mean. Though it's like you probably need a certain amount of attention for them to like, mm, yeah, give you some some sort of an answer or at least like slide into your DMs. Right, but right. Um, but it was also not me complaining so much as me just saying like, hey, I want you guys to stop selling plastic bags because they're really bad for the mm-hmm. environment and. You know, this is this is a thing that I use every day, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. So I I have done that, and and even I even thought about that the other day. I was just like, I really should just delete that because, <laughs> sure, my 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 uh, my message might be, you know, just and fine and whatnot, but it's also like nothing's gonna happen mm. here. Like, yeah, I mean, there's probably a certain amount of catharsis maybe that you feel of yeah. just being, like getting it out there of like. I don't like you and I'm posting that publicly. Oh yeah. See, yeah. I've done, I've done that too with like, I've done that too with like the golden globes where it's like, stop doing this. <laughs> stop. Stop existing. Don't, yeah. No one cares stop about putting, you. We only like the Oscars. Stop putting American films in the foreign language category. You, mm. you, you monsters. Mm. Um, no, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty uh company averse. On Twitter, I don't really follow. I don't follow any companies. Or, no, no, I couldn't imagine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, like I don't follow like Tesla or I don't follow like <laughs> Nike. I, I just was like, I 
I'm going to get ads from them regardless. Even just saying that, I'm right. probably going to get exactly, ads. Exactly, exactly. So it's like, why do I need to follow these accounts or interact with them at all? So uh, have mm-hmm. you tweeted at a company? No. Well, the only one I could think of, which like not to put him on blast, but our our mutual friend, James Timmer, I think one time was having an issue and he had reached out. I think it was like to CenturyLink or something okay. for like internet stuff. And um, he was like asking for them help, their help, and they like respond and were like, "Hey, let us DM you, or like let's figure this out together, or whatever weird customer service <laughs> language they use." Yeah. And I think I saw that on my timeline, and I just responded to it with a GIF of Philip Seymour Hoffman from the movie Almost Famous, where he says, <laughs> "These people are not your friends." <laughs> And so I just like added both of them and responded no. that way. And I, uh, okay. I can't remember if they actually followed up with me after that. I think they may have. Oh, oh man! But I don't. It was really? it was something just of like, if you need assistance too, let us know or something like kind of like oh uh, a little like passive aggressive maybe, but <laughs> yeah, really sheepish. Um, okay, I am anti tweeting at companies with your complaints. I am pro being a part of the conversation when someone else <laughs> yeah, does Yeah, that's the best part. I just couldn't resist that's... doing it because I always think of that. Like, in in the movie, he's talking about, he's talking to a kid who's going to be, like, a rock journalist, and he's talking about, like, don't become friends with the bands you're covering because you're a journalist, and that'll yeah. make you biased. But uh, I always think of that quote in, in when, I, when I see, like, people interacting with brands on Twitter. I'm like, these they're yeah. not your buddies, you know? <laughs> yeah. They're not there to help. They're there to cover their ass. Yeah, they're there to sell you something, and it, I don't know. It's like having a friend who, and, I, and I've had this in my life, a friend or an acquaintance that your friendship is dependent upon whether you will give to their business mm-hmm. or not, sure. or yeah. whether you will be a part of their workout program or something. Or whether or not they listen to our podcasts. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we're going to start coming after people saying your mom listens to this podcast. So, Yeah. Um, I haven't I haven't tweeted at a company, and I can't say I've ever left a review for a company either. Have oh, you left no. a review? Um, yeah, one time, but it was, it was a favor for a friend, again. Um, okay. It was on behalf of their experience. In fact, it was our last guest, Wilson Scomel. Oh, okay. And uh, they, he and his wife had um, a bunch of furniture and stuff in a storage facility that uh, got like eaten into by a bunch of animals. Oh, wow. And so uh, we were like helping them move and we went to the storage facility to get all this furniture and opened it up and started like taking stuff out. But after a while, it became pretty clear there was like stuffing everywhere from like one of the couches or like one of the chairs, like I, it was either like rats or raccoons or something. Oh wow! <laughs> um, not actually, and there was like like shit and piss on on like boxes and stuff, and like, um, yeah, not a not a fun day actually. No, <laughs> and, uh, they were obviously very upset. Um, and then uh, I think were like unable to get some sort of refund, or I think eventually maybe they got like a discount. Uh, oh, cool. on something but um because of that and because of the frustration that we all felt on their behalf we all like spammed their uh google reviews <laughs> with like one stars that's great 
And those those are still up there. Nice. With plenty of views. So yeah. I can't even remember the name of the company, but eh. that's the only time yeah. I think I've ever done that. I, I have I have people that I know who are they love leaving reviews, good or bad. Mm, mm. Um and I I guess I do of like movies. <laughs> See my letterboxed account. Yeah. But that I don't consider the same thing. No it's art criticism. <laughs> it's much it's high lofty ambitions. Well, it's <laughs> also like movies are like a hobby, you know, like yeah, yeah, like yeah. businesses and 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 establishments, like rating and reviewing them, I don't think you like talk about that with your mm. friends on a podcast. <laughs> no. But um I mean, maybe that could hey, be a podcast. Spin you know on. what? Someone out there start it. But I, I'm sure it exists. I, uh, I, I just find that to be so funny. Like that they they enjoy reviewing places and mm. and funny in the sense of like that is not something that I do. I mean, I could have a bad bad experience somewhere. I could harbor that in my heart and you know never go there again. But I'm not going to write a review about them. Um, yeah. However, it I, would have to be. I was going to say like, and this speaks to the one time that I've done it, which was that one negative review of the storage place. Yeah. Like it would have to be a really visceral experience. Yes. Where you would have to, you would need to get something off of your chest or you would feel the need like for retribution or something. Yeah. I, um, I, or I guess the opposite spectrum of you just, you're had such like a blissful experience that yeah. you have to just express that love in a public way. Yeah. I, I, I have given a good review. Um, our 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 uh, 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 mortgage broker is amazing and has helped us in many experiences. So I, hmm. you know, he- that helps him. Um, and he he had a sure. he had a couple reviews. So I was just like, okay, I'll I'll I'll, I'll add to this conversation. However, like it, I don't know when I when I when I look at like Amazon reviews for things, and some of the one oh, stars yeah. are like it arrived broken one star uh-huh. it's like really that is such an anomaly like of course they'll replace it you don't need to leave this review like you know yeah my yeah. thing arrived not how i wanted it to mm-hmm, it, that's mm-hmm. that's like th- that is an unnecessary uh addition to the conversation um right. although i was I, mean- I was with uh the the one time i have been uh a part of a part of someone who reviewed a restaurant poorly was uh i was with my wife and uh, uh, we were in San Francisco, and um, uh-huh. we we went to a we went to a restaurant, and she had a fly in her drink, and mm. uh, that's like a classic, classic mistake. Yeah, and like there's a fly in my soup. Yeah, <laughs> um, so she sent it back, and the waiter brought her back another drink um, <laughs> with two flies. <laughs> pretty close. Is that what happened? Pretty close. Uh- <laughs> um, Three. The the drink that he brought back was the same drink. What? He basically With the same fly? He, yes, there was a fly in this drink as well. He basically tried to pull a fast one on us and like bring back the drink that Yeah, I don't know. But how did he not take the fly out at the very least? Now now <laughs> you're see you're on track to to why my wife gave it such a poor review. Mm. Um cuz we were we were stunned. She she you know she gave the drink back. The waiter's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." You know, brought yeah. it, brought it behind. Pointed out that the fly was in there. I assume. Yes, of course. She didn't just say like, "I don't want this. <laughs> Give me another one." <laughs> Ill, yucky. Take it back. Um, no, yeah, no reason. Just <laughs> I don't want it. No, she pointed out the fly, and he, you know, went back into the kitchen, uh, disappeared. Uh-huh. 
came back two minutes later, uh, had a drink, and you know, it looked like a new drink as far as we could yeah. tell. Like it was maybe, maybe, maybe he filled it up a little bit or something. Um, he just like probably took a new glass and just poured it into a new glass. Yes, from the first one. I I think that's exactly <laughs> what he did because the fly was that's in so there, crazy. and we were. We were so that or their kitchen is overrun with flies. Yeah. So, you know, and and my my wife was furious, obviously, and like, uh, you know, was like, I'm going to leave them a bad review, which to me, I was like, don't leave them a bad review. Like, don't take this anger and just put it into like, mm. like type and and put it on the Internet. Um, See, now the problem may have been if she had looked back at the menu that she was ordering a drink that came with a fly. Oh, <laughs> right, right. You know, it's it's not a you know it's not a popular drink, but it is a certain delicacy. In yeah, some yeah, countries. the lily pad special or something mm-hmm, like. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the drink that Kermit gets whenever he arrives. Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, there are drinks that have like you know tapeworms and cockroaches and like scorpions at the bottom or you know like like yeah, alcohols yeah. that have that that's, so uh-huh. so that's where yeah could have been a it's a rare san francisco treat <laughs> it's, a lo- it's a local specialty <laughs> uh yeah so that was one of those times where it was like wow this mm-hmm. this dude tried to pull a fast one on us we are we're gonna give this place a terrible review and he was a now, he was a bad waiter so where does that review live is it on yelp mm. or is it on google it's reviews good or? question i don't know I don't. I was just curious. I think it's on Yelp. Okay. I don't know. Do you uh, <clears throat> do you use reviews quite often? Hmm. Because because that's the thing is like I don't write them, but I find that I do look at them quite often. I do. So I'm grateful for other people that do it. Hmm. It's like I do it with clothes. I do it mm. with like fit and uh like, sure, like durability. Sure. I don't really do it with restaurants. Restaurants, I will look at the price and then maybe like the star rating. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I really, I probably only do it for, yeah, clothes or like mm, maybe like like audio equipment, you know, like headphones yeah. and stuff. And I, and I, but I'm usually fair. I'm like, I'm going to look at the four star reviews where someone's like, hey, I like it, but here's what I would change about it. And I look at right, the, right, right. I look at the, I mean, I'll, I'll look at some of the one-star reviews and just see what people are saying. Like, especially with clothes, if people are like, it ripped out for the first time I used it. If they're if they're saying mm-hmm. things like, uh, uh, I found raccoons inside mine. I, and... I, I bent over and everybody saw my butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a two-star review that just says that. <laughs> um, well, I, so I was going to say that I do that too, and I, I sometimes I kind of feel guilty about it because I feel like I feel like I'm contributing to like this review culture, where yeah. where like you just see something that has like an average of four point two stars or whatever, and then that yeah. that's good enough for you, and yeah. and that sort of I don't know the source of some of these reviews uh, is is questionable maybe, yeah, or like I, I don't know it's it's just like. It it you it registers in your mind as a stamp of approval, but it probably shouldn't. Well, anyways, uh, you want to take a break and we'll come back. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. And we're back. Yes. <laughs> Kyle confirms. <laughs> yes. All right. The eyes have it. Um. Mm-hmm. 
I agree. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> I hear you. I see you. I agree with you. <laughs> I hear you. We are back. <laughs> this is going to turn into an even more woke podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Even more woke because we woke. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, by Wendy's. Anyways. Um, by Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of that too and I was like, oh, that's fun. <laughs> Uh, that's just, those are the thoughts going through my head at all, all times of day. Oh, that's fun. Um, Kyle, that's a good way to live your life. Kyle, I have a question. Okay. I want to know if you remember Mm -hmm. what your first in theater movie going experience was like. Ooh. Well, hmm. So I have two answers because I know what my first movie was, but I have no memory of the experience. Okay. So that's, that can be the first part. Okay. I, I'm told that the first movie I ever saw in the theater was the Lion King. Oh, wow. I believe. And maybe my parents will listen to this and tell me I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that that is the case. So you, you were born in 91 and then Lion King was 94. I think I would have been three, maybe. Wow. Which I don't know is that too young? Maybe it's not true, but I thought that it was. I thought that was the story, which I don't yeah. remember it at all. But yeah, you were uh, you were the. <laughs> I feel I feel like I've been to too many movies where there is like a child under three, and you know I look at that that parent and I'm just like, why did you do that? Why mm. would you bring a child into here? Well, um, that was yeah. You. Maybe this is a good like thing I can follow up on in a future ap- episode. After okay. I confirm this information to my with my parents, but and they can, maybe they can share, uh, you know, did I behave <laughs> like how to go? <laughs> I don't know. They can't watch The Lion King because of you. They still haven't seen it. <laughs> well, I know what that. I, this is absolutely true. Which it, it was my fi- one of my favorite movies, or or my favorite movie when I was very young. Like knew all the songs, all of the, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. whole shebang, but. You actually just reminded me, and we can get back to the other part of your question, too. Sure, but, sure. Um, when I went and saw the film, the film, it was a film, not a movie. Ooh, wow. Uh, uh, the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> um, okay. I I think, okay, it was a whole, like, comedy of errors, basically. Okay. I went and bought the ticket. I got into the theater and found my seat and there were some teenagers already in my seat maybe like one teenager but surrounded by other teenagers not like multiple teenagers in one you know one of them runs the wendy's account so (laughs) maybe treat them with respect um and i was like okay well i have to do something about this (laughs) uh um so i asked i was like okay this is my seat and the theater wasn't that full. And they were like, well, we all wanted to sit together, but we couldn't all get seats together. Could you sit somewhere else? Is that okay? They were like pretty nice about it. Okay. And I was like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I literally just picked a seat when I oh, bought no. my ticket because they make you pick seats. Yeah. Um, they make you. Yeah. <laughs> you they can't make abstain. you. <laughs> They're like, what seat you sitting in? You're like, I don't know. They're like, yeah. well, you can't come in here. Actually, I wonder if you said, could you pick for me if they would? <laughs> <laughs> I can't decide. You just pick one. Yeah. I bet they would. I like that. Um, so then I just went to another seat that was open. It's like, all right, fine. 
Well, then, uh, turns out I was the guy in someone else's seat. But uh, it was a woman with her probably three or four year old. Oh, no. And she was, you know, immediately upset with me. Yeah. Um, she was like, you're in my seat. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And I was like kind of beginning to explain that, uh, uh-huh. you know, I was actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These teens I wouldn't let the, me sit. I was the first person <laughs> who had this crime It's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> but like she she immediately leapt to like, this is my son's first movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> As if I was ruining the pure oh. experience for him. Um. So I just relented, and what I did is just went to another one, yeah. <laughs> because I wasn't gonna like go back to the teenagers yeah. and be like, "Well, <laughs> now you have to move," because there were still seats open. But anyway, that's what I think of when I think about young children coming into the theater. It was like this mom's insistence that yes. her, you know, four-year-old son have, <laughs> you know, the purest of film experiences yeah. by being in the. My child has been waiting three his... years to see Spider-Man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you got a lot out of it. Yeah. I, funny enough, I have a similar story, similar in the sense of a child in Into the Spider-Verse. Um, <laughs> okay. I went to see uh, Into the Spider-Verse and a, I can't remember if I told this on the podcast or not, but a father and daughter were there, daughter being, you know, two, three years old, th- three uh-huh. tops for sure. Um and we were watching Into the Spider-Verse and she was, you know, talking and just, you know, she's a kid. She doesn't know yeah, you're supposed yeah. to be quiet. And the dad's trying to, like, quiet her and, you know, he's, he's you know, being very conscious of, yeah, the fact that her daughter is being loud during this movie. And eventually he picks her up and walks down the stairs and we're like, great, he's going out of the theater you know, he's, he's, he's doing a good thing. He's realizing like, mm-hmm. oh, this just isn't going very well. You know, I, I hope to have a Saturday to myself and I, I, yeah, I'm just going to go home yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, but then we're watching the movie and we hear like, you know, that like that high, like cell phone sound. Like if you're playing like a game or someone's playing music off their, their phone, it's like a different, yeah. it just sounds like, like lower quality. trouble, no base. Yeah. So I start hearing that. I'm like, what is that? And I look over and they are in the wing, like the little hallway of the theater. They're -hmm. watching the movie there. And he tried to give his daughter his cell phone so that she would be distracted so he could watch the movie. But clearly she was (laughs) watching something and turning it up. And yeah, so all in all. So the movie wasn't distracting enough. She had to look at something else. Yeah. And so she was watching something on the phone. Well, because they're in a loud, loud movie theater, she wants to hear what's on the cell phone. So even at two, three years old, knows how to turn the volume up on a phone. And everyone hears it. We're all like grumbling. I actually I actually did something that I very rarely do, which I got up and went and said something to him. I was like, hmm. I was like, hey, like, what did- that's, I, no, I, was, I, was, I wasn't saying leave. I was saying like, hey, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. distracting. Could you turn that down, please? And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, and whatever. Like, I, I wasn't going to tell him to leave, but... Um, so maybe that was her first experience in the theater as well. I don't know. <laughs> she. It sounds like it went worse than uh, the kid that was in my theater. Yeah, because I think they did go out at one point, but they just came back. Yeah, I don't know. I. So my for well, we we can get back to maybe the first movie you remember in theaters. But my first mm-hmm. movie going experience, to my knowledge, is we went and saw The Prince of Egypt in theaters. 
Uh, mm. Because, you know, classic Christian parents, Christian movie comes out, and uh, you mm-hmm. go see it as a family. Um, mm-hmm. So that was my first movie-going experience. And I, I, I have, like, bits and pieces from it, like little images. And I remember seeing it in IMAX, which is crazy. Mm. So my first, yeah. I think my first movie-going experience was in IMAX. Um, nice. Yeah. Just, so like every other movie seems yeah, yeah, so yeah. small by comparison. Yeah, yeah, I was like, what? what is this? Where are we? Where's the big screen mm-hmm. that goes below my feet? Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was, that, that was, that was a really fun time. Cause I remember we, we went with like, you know, my parents, friends and their kids and it was like a whole day. So mm-hmm. that was yeah. a, it was a fun time. It definitely, when you're a kid going to the movie theater, it definitely feels like more of like a event. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Maybe maybe it's when you're adult an adult. It just, I don't know. We we you and I both probably see a lot of movies in the theater, or we yeah. did before. That wasn't a thing you could easily do <laughs> before 2020. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, so it kind of just becomes like a regular thing. But oh yeah, there was always well, that like anticipation of like we're actually going to go to the movies this weekend, and it's like a big deal. Totally. I I I mean going to a movie when you're a kid is like, you don't get to decide that. Like right, if your parents right. take you to a movie, that's like, Oh my word. Like, mm-hmm. cool. We're going to go see, or you say, Hey, I really want to go see star Wars episode two. And mm-hmm. you say it enough times that your parents are like, Hey, we're going to do it. We just got to yep. find the right weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you like are a teenager and you, you know, you might not have income, but you have a car or you, yeah. you know, you have friends who have cars or, I mean, I remember going to see movies after, after school like after middle school like there was a th- there was a theater not mm-hmm. a mile away from my middle school and we would just go see anything that was out mm-hmm. um but i i yeah i feel like as an adult it's like i want to go see this thing it's so easily and readily available then as, but as a kid it's like you know you see a commercial on tv and it's sort of like that looks great and you right. don't really know how to achieve it it really just takes your parents like you know <laughs> taking cues from your 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 uh hopes and dreams and being like oh they might enjoy this yeah um or you you know you have a friend who has a birthday party and you go to see a movie like Hmm. um i had a friend that he did that almost every year we'd go and see a movie for his birthday we saw uh when what what time of year was his birthday that's a good question i'd have to look up when these movies came out because i because i have two distinct movies i remember seeing with him uh and his friends which one was recess school's out (laughs) I'm guessing it must have been in the summer then. It must that have been. That one seems like a summer movie. And the other it's one out. was Digimon the movie. Oh, yeah. So, and oh, and we also saw Pokemon 2000 with him. So, nice. yeah, that was, uh, yeah, man. I mean, but that was just, that's the thing, though. It's like, I don't remember ever deciding to go see these movies, but I remember seeing them, which is awesome. Um, do you remember the first one you, like, remember in the theaters? I was trying to think. I don't know. I would have to, like, line up. This is what I'd have to do. It would have to be, like, forensic, like, evidence. <laughs> I would have yeah. to, like, line up every movie I remember seeing in the theater and see which one came out first. Yeah. But, I mean, hmm. I mean, it's going to be, like, mid to late 90s. Yeah. So, I mean, yours, you said Prince of Egypt, right? Yeah. That, that was That was probably, like, 90 eight or something yeah maybe? i want to say it's like 98 99 kind of seems like one of those movies they tried to mm-hmm. push out before the millennium which in that case like i remember my dad taking my brother and i to see episode one which i know came out in 1999 wow okay yeah At, and after he had shown us the the original 
Star Wars movies on yeah. VHS. Yeah. Um, which that might have been my brother's first movie because he's two years younger than me. So probably. I mean, um, also, yeah. good on your dad for showing you those movies beforehand. He's yeah, like, yeah. I don't want you to be confused. We're gonna watch some things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my memory of of the specifics were, <laughs> I I don't know if I was connecting every dot, but yeah, you know. I probably I guess I would have been eight. I mean, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I been seven. Kyle, seven you're eight. not an idiot. We hear you. We see you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. But. I, yeah, before then, I don't know. Like, it was probably some animated films. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if I saw Toy Story in the theater or not, but that would have been an early one. I don't think I saw Toy Story. I I definitely remember watching Monsters, Inc. in the theater. Um, yeah. I feel like I saw A Bug's Life in the theater. Oh, I might have seen A Bug's out. Life in theater. That actually might have been... Probably, mm. probably following Prince of Egypt. See, yeah, this is the thing. This is what you have to do. You have to literally just see which all of them you remember, and then yeah. look up which one that came out first. Well, I'm also trying to remember. I mean, we had we had so many VHSs, and I'm trying right. to remember. Like, okay, some of these I definitely remember. Like, oh, like we saw it in theaters, and then we got the mm-hmm. VHS for Christmas, and that was uh, that was like that was like our movie going experience. It's like, oh, cool. Like, remember that thing we saw? Well, here now we can watch it again. Like. You know what this makes me think of hmm. is because I was thinking about this this past week for for the listener. Um, Darren and I are part of a group that weekly does a movie night, and uh, you know we've been doing it virtually where we'll all like just watch the movie in our own homes and sync it up. Um, but this past week we watched Fantasia, which is an old Disney movie from the forties, mm-hmm. which I watched as a kid and liked quite a bit as a kid. But the thing that I was thinking about was do you remember there being like a distinction in your mind between something that was old and something that was new when you were a kid of things Mm. you were watching? Because obviously it's all new to you and you really don't have like the, the knowledge of like, oh, this is an old Disney movie and this is a new Disney movie. And I was thinking about it because I had seen, you know, as a kid, we did have a lot of Disney VHSs that spanned the timeline. And I think to my mind, they were all the same. Yeah. Like you always, you didn't think about them that way. I I mean, I don't think I ever registered like, oh, this is older, but like we had, we had Snow White and we had Aladdin and, you know, obviously just looking at those two different art styles and those two different, you know, I mean the, the span right. of difference between of, of span of time between those two movies. Um, I remember snow white scaring me because of just the animation look. And I think I also remember watching, I think I also remember watching like old, how do I, how do I say this? Like, like early, uh, Sylvester and Tweety cartoons and just being very like kind of disturbed by that art style. I mean, that art style is very, <laughs> it's kind of weird. Like it's, it's sure it, it does something internally. And I think I remember just being like, Oh, Snow White just has this weird style and I don't really uh-huh. get it. And like, it kind of yeah. reminds me of these, like it kind of reminds me of like old Popeye. It kind of reminds me of these old Sylvester and Tweety, like, you know, thirties Looney Tunes cartoons, like, Right, you know, kind of placing everything in the same era, if you will, um, mm-hmm. and then watching like Aladdin, it's, it's just like color and flash and it's sharp animation. 
Um, but I don't think I ever was like, oh, this is old and this is new. And certainly not yeah. like, oh, this is old, therefore it's worse. You know, like. No, no, definitely not. Well, that's something I think about a lot is like, I mean, yeah, maybe attention spans are different for di- between different kids, but there is a certain. Like when when a kid is very young, you can kind of just show them anything. Yeah. They're very open. Yeah. To to whatever it might be. There's not like you know yeah there's not the biases that you you get as a as an adult that like i mean maybe you and i don't have because we're into watching whatever sure but like some people that won't watch things that are in black and white for example oh like like as a child that's something that you learn yeah that's like that's a behavior you learn to associate that with like things that you think are boring or old yeah but like as a kid you would just take it in yeah i i mean yeah, I don't think you register it as old because one of my favorite things is um, there's like YouTube compilations out there of like kids watching Star Wars Empire Strikes Back for the first time and it's the reveal of Vader being Luke's father. And oh, that, spoilers. I'm sorry. <laughs> now our show just ruined it for a generation. Sorry. I, uh, class. <laughs> they can never have that experience. <laughs> oh, can't get it back. Um, and... You know they're they're reacting to that moment, and it's great because some right. of them are just like, oh, "What?" You know that you it's 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 exactly what the moment's supposed to do, and it's like, you know, in, in a way, it's like, well, if if you can't relive something, the the closest thing you can get to it is just like mm-hmm. having that experience through someone else's experience. Um, but you know, kids aren't registering like, "Oh, this movie was made in the late seventies, early eighties. It's right. It's very much like, "Oh, this is just all new to me." And that's great, and I and I and I love that it's it's they're still able to suspend that like mm-hmm. that like oh I don't care if it's old or new or I, I don't even have a concept of that it's just the story and what's on screen in front of me yeah which is cool I think I think there was a point the thing that I was thinking about because I what I was trying to track in my own mind was like well when did I start categorizing things that way yeah I and. And I couldn't, I couldn't necessarily pinpoint it, but what I did realize was, because this is something else I've been just reflecting on as I get older, mm-hmm. was, and as, as things that I grew up with become essentially as old as certain things were when I was a kid right. to me, right? Um, is how for a while, like even, uh, even as being like a teenager or a young adult, I would as- I would think of things that existed before I was born as old and anything <laughs> that existed after I existed yeah. as not old. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um and even if it was just like by a few years before I was born, like anything in the 80s basically. Yeah. Um when in reality, you know, it wasn't that it wasn't that far removed from my own no life no like at least when i think about things now that are 10 years old yeah i mean like i I think that moment for me might have been when i noticed that the backgrounds in scooby-doo cartoons were just a loop (laughs) i think that's i think that's the moment where i kind of placed this in my mind of like oh this feels like an old cartoon and you associated that as an old thing and not just a cheap thing. Well, <laughs> yeah, I associated it as like, yeah, it's a stylistic choice as opposed to an yeah. economic one. But I also, you know, like, I also think that it happened when I got to an age where my parents would say like, oh, I remember watching this when I was a kid or, mm-hmm. you know, oh, yeah. I remember this movie. Like, 
I remember we would watch Grease every year because my mom mm-hmm. loved Grease. And that was like, you know, in my mind, I didn't think it was old necessarily, but I was like, this is a movie that my mom likes. So right, right, this, right. this predates my existence. Um, yeah, I was using phrases like that at age two. Um, <laughs> mom, this predates my existence. <laughs> <laughs> this is my first movie going experience and you are ruining it for me. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, so I, I, I think I just kind of, yeah, got older and kind of had an awareness of, you know, time and things existing before then. Um, yeah, but, yeah. but then I also sometimes would appreciate when something was older and it was just good. Like I remember, I remember why, like watching back to the future and being like, oh, these effects are a little strange, you know, like, uh, mm, you know, they're not, yeah. these aren't, uh, um, pod racing racers this is this is like a <laughs> car that looks like it's like cut out cut out of a piece of paper um i don't, yeah. I don't know what i'm saying but you know what i mean it's just like it's just right, like right, oh right. i'm i'm having an awareness of of the age of some effects or mm-hmm. you know this isn't like other things i've watched um yeah i don't know it's 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 interesting how your mind slowly develops that and i don't know when some people would say like oh, I don't like black and white movies or, oh, I don't like movies with like practical effects Mm -hmm. or like bad CG or stuff like that. Like that's also Mm -hmm. like that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen overnight or you don't wake up and you're just like, I don't think I like these types of movies. So yeah, I feel like it just becomes like an association for some people. Yeah. Either, either an association with an idea of what they think something is. Yeah. Or they legitimately had like an experience where they were bored by something. Yeah. And then they just connect it all to that. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... Uh... This is me psychoanalyzing <laughs> the general public that hates black and white movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always a that's always an opinion where I'm like, well, okay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't like black and white movies. It's like, why? Because they look bad. It's just like, okay, well, you're missing out on a lot. It's, it's like people who don't like to read subtitles. It's like, all right, like... I don't think the debate goes anywhere. It usually just ends mm-hmm. right here. Like our friend Caleb Vanderhill. That's right. We talked about it on this very show. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Calling him out. Calling you out, Caleb. Um, um I was gonna actually actually follow up on one thing you said. Yeah. Do you remember your specific reaction to finding out that Darth Vader was Luke's father? Because I don't remember my reaction to that. I don't. It honestly just feels like something I always knew. But yeah. I obviously had to learn it at some point. I don't think I ever... Well, let me put it this way. Um, Empire Strikes Back used to scare me because that, mm. that, that duel between Vader and Luke, like that, that was mm-hmm. a scary moment, especially when he's sneaking around and Vader like surprises him and he's like, you know, hurling things at him. It's just like, yeah, that movie yeah. kind of scared me as a kid. Um, but I, I do remember watching that at a very young age and probably just like have, have known that 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 right that moment was coming um but yeah and i i would i would yeah i would rent or not, not even rent i would borrow my neighbor's vhs to watch the star wars films um and, and i probably started doing that at like age five or six because you know i'm og mm-hmm. um and yeah i i'm i don't really i don't really remember any like big reveals like that as a child like no i don't either so like when people talk about it usually people older than us even that maybe experienced it in the yeah. theater and were like, you know, for them it was the seeing that movie was like the culmination of like years yeah. of waiting for the sequel to the original star yeah. Wars. 
So it, you know, it understandably is a, is an insane twist and a very memorable one. Yeah. And so, but for like me and probably a lot of other people, it is just like, it just feels like something you've always known and you yeah. don't necessarily associate it with this holy shit moment. Yeah. No, I mean, to see that movie in the theater and have that moment, like, probably was great. Probably was like, mm-hmm. I, I, or I don't know, maybe I have it just built up in my mind, but, yeah, or I mean, uh, seeing like, or like seeing Jurassic Park in theaters and like seeing all the CG dinosaurs probably was awesome. Right. But, and I'm sure there's things like that that'll happen. Like, we'll find out like, oh, we were really lucky to see Mad Max in the theaters. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the people still enjoy that movie and they're, they, some kids are finding it and i mean i'm already seeing like tiktoks of like kids that are nostalgic and wish they could have lived uh at the time when like emo emo was like hip and cool oh no (laughs) yeah really yeah yeah i literally i saw uh, you know i don't have a tiktok account but i i see tiktoks through other avenues i see tiktoks (laughs) i i see dead tiktoks (laughs) um speaking of big twists yeah um but uh i saw one that someone shared on twitter and it was um a montage of i probably like youtube clips of like scene kids basically oh no set to interestingly enough of all things set to mr brightside by the killers Um, huh and it and the caption was if you lived during this time, I'm so jealous of you or something. Oh, wow. And it was like this, like, you know, Zoomer nostalgia for a a time that they never experienced. Uh (laughs) And I think the person sharing it on Twitter was like, I can't believe I'm old enough to like, for this to be like what's happening now with the current generation. See, but that's fascinating. Like, I, I mean, I've always known that certain aspects and certain pieces of our, you know, of our past experiences will be like, they'll mm-hmm. be bottled or envied for and things like that. But I would have never thought yes. like, oh, scene, that's going to be like the thing that's going to like mm-hmm. capture the mm-hmm. imagination of Zoomers. Why, why the killers? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I thought that was an interesting choice, but it kind of worked. Yeah. Are they seen? No, but they kind of have, I mean, they're the mid 2000s. So yeah. they, they fit the vibe a little bit. I mean, maybe it's one of those things of like, oh. Brandon Flowers wore eyeliner. He did wear eyeliner. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's just so interesting. Maybe it's sort of this like, oh, scene kids kind of look sad and Mr. Brightside mm-hmm. is this like peppy. I don't know. But yeah. uh, no, I, I'm I'm kind of proud that that's, that's being <laughs> uh, pined for even by people yeah. who didn't live through it. It is. Yeah. It definitely is. That's like there's, um, there's like, well, I, I follow this Twitter account called Emo Night, which basically is a... I think it's a character. Sounds like every night of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's basically this like, I think it's like karaoke or the, it's like a, I think it's a place in San Francisco where they do like specifically like emo karaoke and they also mm. live stream it. So you can like, th- there's like a Twitch for it and stuff like that. Nice. And uh, yeah. And, but a lot of people I see on there did not live through, like didn't live through the, mm-hmm. you know, early 2000s mid 2000s and they are like 18 years old but they just like they found this they mm-hmm. found this art form they found this group uh and there's kind of they're kind of they they dig it and it's fun i will i will say if i can put on my cultural critic hat for a moment okay we're gonna take a wait. moment and uh let cultural <laughs> critic kyle to come out 
I dust this hat off here. Oh man, is that a? <laughs> See if it still fits. Is that a monocle? <laughs> That's like an additional. Uh, it's not connected to the hat, but <laughs> um, no. I was gonna say uh, there's there's a lot of cultural evidence currently that some of that aesthetic is kind of popular again. Fascinating. And exhibit A, I would say Billie Eilish is one example. Oh yeah. She definitely not her music necessarily, but her appearance definitely fits. In yeah, that yeah, world. yeah. Well, the Billie Eilish thing is interesting because she's like she's taking that aesthetic and like ramping it up to eleven, and mm-hmm. like kind of kind of creating this like almost this like saturated emo look, which is which is uh-huh. fascinating. It's like take it's like not only taking bits from a culture she wasn't a part of, but also like just like really turning up the dial. Um, I feel like I've also just seen more. Just in like certain music uh, yeah. communities, like more sort of retroactive appreciation for some of the big albums from that time. Like I, I think, well, My Chemical Romance reunited. Yeah, that's right. Last year. Yeah. And I think there's been like a real reappraisal of a lot of their work as hmm. like one of the better like, sure. music groups to come out of that time. Yeah. Um, of that specific genre and scene. Yeah. That's fascinating. Um, there's like other examples, but I've I don't know I've just seen a lot of like kind of sort of reevaluation and appreciation for it. Yeah, in a way hey. that it at the time did not feel like it existed. Yeah, I, it was like they they were like you know it was definitely a popular genre and subgenre, but it wasn't like necessarily critically uh, accepted. No, and like scene kids look weird. Like <laughs> I remember going to I remember going to Warp Tour and like you definitely saw your like kind of norm kind of your normie norms like me and then you saw mm. your scene kids and they were all about it. And so like the fact that that and I always cringed a little bit seeing that and even cringed a little bit thinking like, "Oh, I like the same music as they do." So I am like kind of you know, by associ- yeah. by association a part of them. Um, but the fact that that's being like (laughs) kind of championed by Gen Z is, 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 I think that's fun. I, I'm, I'm, I like that. I thought I said it could come back a little bit more and I would not be upset. Well, get ready. Get ready, baby. 2021 is, I think the year of the, of the scene. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well anyways, uh, should we go to a break and then come back with, uh, some, some wrecks? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Let's do it. Great. And we're back. Pow. <laughs> Feel free to add uh, some colorful uh, explosions. Pow yeah. explosion visuals in your mind. Yeah. Like a comic book. Yeah. So since it's just me and Kyle this time, um, we're just going to, we, we usually like to throw out some, some recommendations about what we're uh, listening to, uh, watching, uh, all the senses, taste, smell. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think I've ever recommended a taste or smell. <laughs> Maybe I should start. Maybe. Hey, you know, there are, there's more there's more than uh two there's senses. More than visual, visual media. Yeah, I was I was like there's more than two things to smell. I don't know. Um <laughs> so yeah, I usually usually just try and say what we're enjoying right now. I got to write this down. I'm not very good at this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we've called it the rec room in the past. Yeah, that's right. Let's, uh, I can play the theme song if I still have it somewhere. Let's do right it. Now. It is so choice. It, it is so choice. 
if you have the means, I highly recommend. I highly recommend picking one up. Wreck Room is not bad. I I also was like, oh, Wrecking Crew would be fun, mm. but uh, may- that sounds like we're breaking things. Yeah, well, we're breaking people's minds with our wrecks. Let's <laughs> giving ourselves a little too much credit. <laughs> uh, Kyle, I I'll have you start if there's anything you're uh, uh, enjoying okay. lately that you want to throw out there. Yeah, I think um, well, two things came to mind when you said we were going to do this. Um, first of which might be harder for people to see than others. Um, which was the first one was uh, uh, this film Minari which I know you have been trying to find a way to watch that won't cost you tons of money. <laughs> um, I uh, I was actually able to see it in the theater because I've been a vaccinated boy. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, Kyle is a, felt, safe, felt safe enough to venture back out into that environment. Kyle is uh, a vaccinated boy. Yeah. Uh, but what Minari is, it's a story about um, a uh, Korean family uh, set in the 1980s, based, I think, in large part on the director's childhood. Um, there's sort of a stand-in child that I believe is his sort of surrogate in the movie, although it's not like a direct, like, this is my life type story. Sure. But it's definitely based on his experiences. Um, it's a Korean family um, that uh, had immigrated, and they were living in California, and then they moved to... So they moved to Arkansas, and the father is trying to start a farm there. Um, and it is the thing that I really liked about it. First of all, was it really gave you it, it really puts you in this family's shoes as far as like an immigrant story. Hmm. Um, and it kind of made me consider different elements of like their experience that I wouldn't have had I not seen this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also just like. It has a quality to it that feels very, uh, well, like I said, it's based upon the director's memories and, and it has this kind of like golden memory feel to it that I really, really just loved. Just like, I don't know, just very nostalgic feeling mm-hmm. of, of, of a time that he had experienced as a kid. It's also very funny um, because the, the kid is adorable. Yeah. <laughs> the, the young, the young kid that's in the movie mm-hmm. is probably like five or something, mm-hmm. but, and he's fantastic um, <laughs> and, and cute. And there's also a grandmother character who's also incredibly funny. Yeah. That shows up at one point. Um, yeah. It's just a, just a great family drama. Um, just, I feel like, uh, Darren kind of referenced it actually earlier. It was it was at the Golden Globes. It got shoved into a foreign film category, mm-hmm. despite it being made by an American director. Um, yeah, and despite was, have, you know, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, who yeah who had immigrated as a child or may have even been born in America, um, but uh, yeah, large portions of it are in Korean, but um, that doesn't make it a foreign film in any sense. No, I, I was going to say, someone pointed out that um, it has less, well, that Inglorious Bastards has less English in it than this movie, <laughs> and that movie yeah. was not pushed into the foreign language category. Well, it's also interesting, too, because the children in the movie do speak English. They're bilingual, mm. um, because I think at least the youngest was born in America, mm. um, and so 
you know, they'll they'll speak Korean with their parents and then speak English in other circumstances. And so there, yeah, there's a there's a whole mixture, and that's part of like the immigrant experience, I think, sure. in a lot of ways. That's cool. Um, yeah. So I, it's just such a, it's just really good, <laughs> it, and I feel like it just it asks a lot of questions, like including, which I think is a bold question to ask, especially, uh, you know, from a personal standpoint of just like, are were they better off immigrating? Like they thought they were coming to a land of promise. How's it going for them? Yeah. You know, like just like, you know, asking a lot of these different questions and not really providing any answers, just sort of posing them to the audience yeah. the same way that he might think about it as as a person who went through it. So, yeah, just really good. Oh, so the thing is, you can rent it um, at home, but it's quite expensive to do so. Yeah. Um, well, expensive relatively. It's t- like twenty dollars, I think, to rent. Um if you cannot go see it in the theater mm-hmm. um, or you could see it in the theater, but I'm sure at some point yeah, um, that price will come down as far as a rental is concerned. Yeah. I, I think it will, I think it will go onto a streaming service or, you know, eventually go onto, you know, your red box or your, your, right. your rentals yeah. that are, you know, uh, more cheaply available. Yeah. Uh, this is just the new model that they're trying to figure out right now when things are kind of half, yeah, half theaters half at home no but i'm really excited to see it and we, and we should mention it's it's nominated for a bunch of oscars so uh yeah, yeah if that says anything um yeah. yeah that's definitely gonna be worth your time um cool uh i'll i'll throw out my first rec um so i it, it's also a watch um i have been watching uh well maybe this is no surprise uh i've been watching an anime and uh, <laughs> it is a sports anime. Uh, Whoa! <laughs> which never the twain shall meet. I thought <laughs> <laughs> it's a well. I mean, this might even be a third kicker. It's a men's volleyball anime. Mm-hmm. Um, oh boy, it's called it's an adaptation of Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, hey, another idea out there for people. Give me that. Give me that anime <laughs> Top Gun. Um, but it is it's called uh i believe it's pronounced haiku it's a h a i k y u and then there's two exclamation points um not haiku not haiku like the poetry no it's a haiku which i'm not sure what that translates to but um yeah it's a it's a sports anime which yeah like i kind of rolled my eyes at but uh, was hearing that it was really good and was like okay i'll give this a watch and I think it really does a great job at capturing what it's like to be just just a, a sports person, like a person who loves sports and is involved in them and, and on a team. I mean, it definitely gets like gets like team dynamics down and like mm-hmm. um, I mean, for example, uh, one thing that they, I guess, delve into is like uh, is player psychology like hey when you're when when the odds are against you and you're you know letting your team down or you make a bad move um, and how your psychology just kind of fluctuates and um, how that can really like make or break you as far as a, a teammate goes um, it's really cool and if you're if you're down for the uh, like anime aesthetic and just kind of that Japanese sensibility um, it definitely makes like you know every every spike or every um uh uh set is like it kind of feels <laughs> very like a dramatic. very dramatic like a superpower and uh like there's a player that's really good at spiking and really a player that's like an amazing setter and just kind of 
what's really cool is I, I I like volleyball, but I don't think I've very I don't think I've been very well educated about it. Like mm-hmm. I like watching it, but um, they even kind of get into strategy. And from what I've read, it is like true, real strategy to the game. It's not just made for the show. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's no one has like superpowers, or they're not. No, like, doing... no, no. It's a very. I mean, yeah. It's it's weird to say this, but it's a very grounded uh, anime, um, and it's really it's really fun because it's a sports anime. It it makes you like. Wow, if I'm even if you're not into sports, like you you could under, you can understand like being a part of a team and being a part of like something like this is special and uh, you know friendships come out of it and confidence and all these things and you know what does it mean to love the game and um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so it's on it's on Netflix. Uh, there's two seasons there. I think there's a total of four seasons, but I wouldn't be intimidated by that. I'm I'm barely starting the second one. Uh, the first season was just so good that I was like, man, I I dig this and i want to recommend it so um that's my first recommendation nice yeah so it's that's that's haiku h-a-i-k-u-k-y-u so Mm -hmm. yeah cool i have to i go again (laughs) i don't have to i think i have something well you said you had two things so i was trying to yeah i I, I thought of another thing okay i can i can go again (laughs) i go now i go now um okay uh, so the, uh, the, the other thing that, uh, has been like a recent obsession for me is a song. It's just one song. No, oh. I like, I do like the whole album, but there's one song I wanted to highlight. So it's by this, uh, woman, Cassandra Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it? Uh, sorry. I, I, I just thought of Steve Brule, uh, <laughs> if, if y'all out there know who he is, Katandra Donkins. Katandra Donkins. <laughs> that's a, it. Does sound like a name he would read. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so that's her name. Not no fooling. Okay. That's her name. Um, and it's a song called Hard Drive. Um, oh. Which uh, so, it is honestly, in theory, an incredibly pretentious song. Um, okay. It it contains spoken word. <laughs> And uh, uh, a lot of like mo- like monologuing about uh, the the singer's experiences speaking with like people on the street or like a psychic about like abstract uh, phenomena. <laughs> okay. Am I am I selling this yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, no, no. You haven't lost me. Um. Well, it literally begins with like spoken word, and then segues into her singing. Um, and the title of the song is is in the chorus and is referenced in a few different contexts, um, both the what you might think of as a hard drive, like on your computer, mm-hmm. or um, driving a car, or mm. uh, I think those are the two main ones. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, I just it's a song that like literally when I first started listening to it, I was like, I don't know if this is good. And now I like am kind of obsessed with it because it's just so unique to me. Um, I would say like the instrumentation reminds me of um, kind of like the like pseudo jazzy feel that like Bon Iver's second album has. Mm. This sort of like spacey improvised sort of like like there's like saxophones and like uh, like it kind of feels like the band is like improvising like around her a little bit. Yeah, huh. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah that um, makes sense. I, 
I guess I'll play some of it in the episode sure. here. Um, but I just really, really like it. And I wanted to shout it out. Yeah. It, did the pretentiousness, like, did that, how many listens did it take to kind of have that wear off? I think I just felt like it was when I, I think by the end of the first listen, I was like, okay, I like this. It was more of like the initial experience of like, okay, we're, because like, it's literally like, it literally begins with like a woman saying like, well, I think it be, actually begins with like a little bit of like randomly recorded street dialogue. Oh, okay. And then like the singer comes in and is like, a security guard was talking to me and I was like, oh my God, where is this going? <laughs> and, uh, but I don't know. It, it just kind of became, I don't even know what the song is about. Like I wouldn't be able to tell you what it's about. Sure. That's, that's um, fine. But it's, uh, it's just, I don't know. There's something kind of very moving about it. It feels like it's like, it's like about talking to people mm. and like, uh, experiencing life i guess yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah. i don't know i just really really like it. how did you find the song uh pitchfork actually talked it got up, it so i checked it out because of that nice but um it's from an album with it this is maybe also contributed to the uh uh pretentiousness because oh, no. the album title is kind of pretentious uh it's called an overview on phenomenal nature <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> that's the title of the album yeah which that phrase comes from the song yeah that i'm that i'm talking about no that so that reminds me i of... would say oh, go no ahead. no you keep going i was just gonna say i would say check it out and see decide for yourself if you like it or not but i was i was kind of moved by it that's great um that that album title reminds me of like the 1975's album mm, uh yeah, yeah like like one of their album titles is like I like it when you sleep because you are so beautiful mm-hmm. and yet you don't know you, it or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. And that's actually worse than this. One, oh, I think. <laughs> so much worse. And I have, a, I have a love hate yeah. relationship with that band, but um, mm-hmm. no, that song, I'll, I'll definitely check that out. That sounds awesome. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll just play like a good, like 45 seconds of it here just so you can get like a taste of what it sounds like. Let's hear it. So these are real things that happen where you can apply these these um, important concepts and understand that when we lose our connection to nature, we lose our spirit, our humanity, our sense of self. A security guard stopped me to offer an overview on phenomenal nature. She said, sculpture's not just formed from penetration. You see, men have lost touch with the feminine. And with her pink lipstick and her queen's accent, she went on for a while about our president. to tell me what he knew about Saint Germain and he told me about chakras and karma and the purple flame the birth of the cosmos the ascended masters and the astral plane he said you know the mind the mind is just a heart
cool. Um, my next rec is also a listen. Um, so this is, uh, <laughs> I mean, again, this is probably no surprise. Um, but I have found probably one of the nerdiest metal records I have ever found. Mm. Um, and I, wh- Darren, you're, you're really living up to your, no. uh, Assumption, assumptions people might make about you right I now know. by recommending anime and heavy metal. <laughs> but I will say it is what I've been listening to the most. Um, so I, I I feel like it's the recommendation for music that I need to make. Um, it is a it is a band called, and again, no, <laughs> it's really nerdy. It's called Unleash the Archers. Okay, so yeah. you, you I will. You probably have an idea of what they sound. You know what they what they're about. They're about uh swords and unleashing archers dragons and yeah i mean they they're they're kind of a nerdy band but i i must say i i used to really cringe at that stuff and kind of rolled my eyes at it and i think now it's just like oh it's just like an aesthetic it's just a choice it's um but i will say for metal too this is in the vein of like if you remember dragon force from guitar hero Mm. and just yeah being dragon force you know a lot of i mean (laughs) you know mostly like clean singing a lot of just like really fun riffs and a lot of fun just just kind of you know speedy metal stuff um Mm -hmm. yeah so they have an album from last year that i kind of discovered a little bit later um called abyss and um it is like i imagine it's one of those albums you listen when you go to the gym or you're running it's just like uplifting and Mm -hmm. just makes you feel powerful for me it's just like if i'm having a stressful day i'll put that on and it just kind of puts me in a good mood that's kind of why i want to recommend it it's just um it's very uplifting metal it's very much about like hey you can do it you can make it to the top Mm -hmm. don't let don't let them get you down (laughs) um (laughs) which you know i I, so so like like eye of the tiger (laughs) (laughs) it's it's because that's what i'm picturing it's more like that like yeah, unlock your true potential. Like you mm-hmm. have the power inside of you all along, and yeah, it's 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 nerdy in a lot of aspects. Um, I mean, I've even seen pictures of the band, and they are just kind of what I imagine nerdy metal people to be like. Um, mm. And a lot of fun. Um, there, there's a song called. Uh, let me find it here. Uh, there's a song called Legacy, which is really really fun and the song soulbound is also fun uh legacy was the one that i started on and uh just was like what is this band what is this sound like again it's like dragon force if you're familiar with them um Mm -hmm. from guitar hero uh so i think it would be a really enjoyable listen for for people um yes i'm being very cliche right now for for my taste (laughs) um but this is i mean maybe i am too these are the worlds I i delve into um yeah, and I I, I I I don't really have anything beyond that to say, uh, but I I've just been really enjoying them, and it's just one of those things where again, if I'm having a bad day, I'll just throw them on, and I'm just like, well, you know what? I don't know if my day's any better, but I feel like like I've kind of cleared my head of the cobwebs. So, yeah. um, let's go ahead and uh, just play a little bit of the song "Legacy" right now, so you kind of get an idea of what their sound is like.
Yeah. Uh, well, this is kind of an aside. Kyle, I know, I know, I know. Well, you'll listen to this eventually, but like, I yeah, it w- it will be funny if you're just like, wow, this band is really nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you say Dragon Force, what I more than the nerdiness, what I picture is just like blistering guitar solos. Yeah, it's definitely that like. Yeah, definitely that very like clean guitar sound, just yeah, blistering kind of going for technicality over like, you know, heaviness and hardcoreness. Uh mm-hmm. so really dig it. Check it out. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, we got quite a a, a, a smorgasbord of unique uh recommendations. <laughs> yeah, and I, I would uh, say. And I and a lot to say about them too. Sometimes we give recommendations and it's just like, "Hey, I'm I'm still figuring it out, but I, it's what I like." But um yeah a yeah, lot to say about those so cool uh check those out if you want to um and i think that brings us close to the end of this here podcast so um yeah. as close as we can get yep uh without actually ending it kyle no no guests this week uh so nothing for them to shout out anything you want to shout out to yeah. the world i mean no 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 <laughs> <laughs> just what i already plugged uh or or recommended i guess check those things out if you can or want to great and uh everybody stay cool yeah become a vaccine boy like kyle yeah if you can if you can i i i should say i i i had an opportunity to through through my employment Mm -hmm. uh which i took yeah um i'm not really an at-risk person but i'm happy to contribute to the country being vaccinated (laughs) i am (laughs) happy to contribute to my country (laughs) um yes Cool. Well, uh, I'm. Uh, well, I'll, I'll cover the cover the big ones right now. Uh, Scratch Track is available on SoundCloud and Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Uh, if you like us, rate and review us because it helps. And we, you know, we dished on uh, <laughs> rating and reviewing, but it also is something we ask for. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, Please. Yeah. Tell us. Tell us if this podcast uh, <laughs> is equivalent to a fly in your drink. Or yeah, hopefully not. Yeah. I will say, you know, I'll, I'll second that uh, plea. I, it kind of is, is standard for us to say that at the end. Um, and, but because we were talking about reviews, um, generally one might not feel compelled to write a review unless they had a really strong experience. And you might like our show, but not necessarily feel strongly enough to re- write a review. <laughs> yeah. Well, I say do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> We'll we'll yeah. we'll 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 take we'll take all reviews. In fact, you don't even have to write one. You can just leave a star rating. It would literally take you like five seconds. I think. Oh, someone has literally written a review that just says, "I like this," five stars, and it's just like great. Yeah, that, no harm, no foul. Exactly. Um, Keep them coming. Great. Uh, but also, um, want to shout out to the world uh, at the risk of not making this evergreen. Um, yeah, uh, there's been a huge rise in uh asian hate crimes and violence against asian americans and pacific islanders um that it is a real thing and it needs to be talked about called out uh we need to assess how we might be perpetuating asian and pacific islander stereotypes um because you know some racism some racism is outright and some is really subtle um and they don't deserve that at all they are uh, they are people who are in this country trying to make a, a life for themselves, uh, trying to just be an American. Um, and they do not deserve to be out of that way or blamed for something that was out of their control. Um, so, I mean, truly, stop Asian hate. Stop uh, stop all these Asian hate crimes. Um, we need to protect yeah. our brothers and sisters out there. Um, 
And yeah, so it's not something we should brush under the rug because it's a real fact. Um, so have an internal discussion or a discussion with others. So it's important. Seconded. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Ah, well, from all of us here at Scratch yeah. Track, we will see you next time. Sounds good. Goodbye. Farewell. Avita saying good night. Mm-hmm. You know, I always thought that was saying Evitas and a good night. <laughs> Which I don't know what that would mean, but. So long, farewell, Aveda Institute. <laughs> On that note, for real, goodbye. <laughs>